The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Gabby Reese Show. It's all an experiment. Hi everyone. So today's podcast is just with me. And it's really just kind of an overview or my personal insights about my experience right now with being at home and discussing, you know, sort of the buckets that we're dealing with, whether it's our health and physical practice, eating, family time, navigating our partners in very close quarters, sex, and just sort of an overview. And I thought I would spend a very short period of time sharing with you, and um, I hope you enjoy. So it's so strange to do a podcast by myself, but apparently it's quite popular. I just thought I would go down the list about like what's going on and how I'm managing staying at home and what's going on. And um, if I've seen anything or heard anything that really excited me. I think for starters, I've had realistic expectations about what I can get done. I've been a pretty intense person and working out and performance and all of that. And there have been plenty of days that I'm tired. And I think it's like the energy, right? Like people are suffering and we're all connected. And so um, I was listening to Tim Ferriss and And he was talking about, he had Esther Perel on and what she said, I thought was really important. When you are in a situation that you're not living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, no one that you're very close to is sick or got sick, but is better. When people ask you how you're doing in this, you say, oh, I'm, I'm doing great. And uh, she said, the truth of the matter is probably no one's like doing great because this is happening and it's happening to a lot of people that are around us. So maybe that's a twofold. Maybe I'm well aware of how fortunate I am. And so it's hard to say like, if there's things that are difficult about this. So I would like to start by saying, I recognize how fortunate I am. I have, I live, I have space. It doesn't mean I'm still not tired. Like I literally will get up and be like, how hard can I train today? And, and quite frankly, there's plenty of days where I just don't have a lot of it. And I, and that, that I think is a starting point for me, which is to remind all of you, if you've got it, great, do it. If you're fired up, if you don't, maybe could you do some breathing or stretching or nothing? Just say like, hey, I totally blew it. I sat in a chair all day because I was on Zoom and uh, on calls and meetings and then dealing with children or not. And I don't want to stretch. I sat in a chair and then I'm going to go sit on a couch. But I just think it's important, if we can, maintain. That's all. How do we take the best care of ourselves that we can to the best of our ability without guilt, complete waste of time, and not putting more stress around around this and around what we're doing or not doing? So I'll start with my physical practice. It's not been the best I've ever seen, I'll tell you that. And um, 
I'm okay with that. However, when you hear about people dying because they're not healthy, it's like at the end of the day, we've got to make this a priority. We have to figure out the way to just be in the best health that we can because it's important. We're vulnerable if we're not. I mean, we're vulnerable anyway, but that's my thing. Like I've been hawking self-care for like 25 years and it's not about, you know, running faster, or hitting a ball or scoring more points or winning trophies. It's for times like this. So I think that that feels really important to me. Feels important to say, if you're 80, you can be 80 and survive it. But just how do you get in that best shape for wherever you're at and uh, whatever time you have and whatever you can manage. And I can move over to family now. So I have two daughters at home and a surrogate son who uh, is a big wave surfer from Northern California who sort of quarantined with us so you know he can train with Laird and I'm beginning to learn that he's like having an angel because I think my husband trapped in the house with three women it might look a little different I mean the fact that he has like this other male energy I think is saving him which then probably is saving me (laughs) and um you know the family's doing pretty good I think Laird and I are doing our best to stay calm, whatever that means, which entails not watching too much news. It doesn't mean not being informed, but I feel like it's so hard to be informed when they don't know. And so it's like, oh, we'll take an antibody test. Well, will that tell me if I have antibodies from COVID or from a flu? You know, and there's a lot of false positives. And like, that's the part for me that I've decided that I'm going to hang back and listen and learn and be slow to react in the way of like, oh, today's news said this. And now t- tomorrow's news says this. I'm just, I'm going as slow as I can and just trying to respond to things that seem or sound real to me. And really what I've come up with is trying to get to sleep, trying to continue to take care of myself. And that would mean like, even on the days I'm not performing well, can I try to eat well? things like that. If I go to the store, my number one objective is to protect other people. That's it. I don't know what else to do beyond that. And uh, I know that's hard because it feels like someone should be telling us or we should know how to be moving towards a quicker solution. And I I just have accepted the fact that that's probably not going to happen right now. So, and with my kids, uh, the thing I'm struggling with is my youngest daughter is homeschooled on the computer and she's like on three devices at one time, you know, like they're talking to their friends on the phone. They're playing video games with three other people. Um, if you ask me if I'm failing there miserably, or do I feel like I'm failing there? hundred percent. You know, it's a constant thing of like, Oh, let's get her outside. And you know, she can't see her friends. So then I'm trying to let her socialize on this device. And I'm well aware that it's a big fail. And uh, I also know it's, it is temporary, but it's something that like when I go to bed at night, I think about and I go, well, that's, that's not kind of going the way I want it to go. But also just trying to have that concession for just what's happening right now. Yeah. And my middle daughter overall is doing well and um, she's not on her screens quite as much, but, and those things are brutal. I wonder what our parents struggled with. 
you know, like I feel like 50 or 60% of my battle is electronics. And so then I'm like, what were my parents struggling with? It was like, oh yeah, sex and stealing cars and things like that. And part of me almost wishes I was, that was more of the battle than the addiction of the screen and the slot machine that is the telephone and social media. So I know there's a lot of parents out there that have systems in place and I really admire them. Mine are terrible. They bomb or I bomb. I don't reinforce them enough. It was, if it was up to Laird, he'd just take everything out in the driveway and drive his truck over everything. But I don't know if that's the solution. It would be fun, but I don't know if it's the solution. Uh, All right, let's move over to relationships, marriage, partners. I think we're doing pretty good. I think if you asked me, what am I doing that actually I've probably been doing for 24 years is just giving each other room. And when I say that, I even mean in that way of like the room to be. If they say something, I'm not here to analyze it. I'm not trying to um, move in and make things personal or get my feelings hurt. I'm giving a lot of room right now. And, and when I can, I'm running away. It's true. I'm running away. I, I love my husband so much. And he is, he is such a special person. Um, and he is very intense. Like, he is intense all the time. And I'm intense too. I'm seeing after four or five weeks, this sort of like good idea about, I just sort of go to my office for a little bit and, and I hear him looking for me or roaming around. Cause I think what's funny is sometimes it's like he wants contact. So I'm, I'm giving him emotional room, but then also what's interesting is cause you're together so much is how do you, and I've said this a lot of times, when I re-enter, he's always up before me in the morning. When I come downstairs and I see him for the first time in the morning, let me tell you, I am smiling because I want to appreciate him and I want him to feel appreciated and loved. And if nothing else, it sets us off in the right direction. It really does. And people can say, well, what if I don't feel like it? And That's fine. I think everybody should do what works for them. But I'm saying that I have found it to be so effective to start us in the track in the right way with that simple thing of smiling, good morning, a kiss before anything else. And when Laird hands me my coffee that he does every morning, I just say thank you. Because it's so easy to take the people closest to us and people who do things for us every day, because we've all felt this way um, for granted. So I'm really trying to be diligent about not making people feel like I take them for granted just because I live with them or I'm related to them, including my children. So the other tricky thing is the sex, right? Like you're together so much, so should you be having sex like all the time? Uh, Yeah, that's probably not realistic. But you start to realize that you have to make time for that and room just it's a weird thing how it all bleeds together it's like you're finally in the same space now you have time but now you're working and you've got the kids so I I would say that we're really trying uh as we always have as part of our marriage to just keep that healthy and uh what I realize is that it's like I don't know that I always feel like it 
Um, but I'm always so happy after we've gotten to spend time together in that way, in that intimate couple way. So, um, but it is different because you're just together a lot. So you're like shifting gears and, you know, like sexy time, you know, that's a dance for sure. I know some of you are, most of you are dealing with that. I think the other thing is, is to keep focusing on too, like what's so great about them. I think it's really helpful. I think reminding yourself each day what you value and appreciate about being able to share life with this person, focusing on that um, instead of all the, you know, idiosyncrasies and things that we all have. Listen, I know I'm not a gem myself, even though I, I like to think I am. So that's how Laird and I are navigating. We've had one kind of blowout, which I think is pretty good. It wasn't big. It was just, um, it's just funny how one person will be thinking one thing and the other person will be thinking another and it's no one's intention. Like I asked Laird to shoot something and I said, I'd be ready in 30 minutes and I was ready in 90, but I didn't communicate. And then he felt like he was waiting and I'm thinking to myself, well, where are you going to go? But I guess it's the principle. And I then thought, well, why wouldn't you come in my office and just ask me and uh, it's just all that. So we did have one thing that we just kind of had to work through. And again, it's easy because you think nobody's going anywhere. So like, but it's still like he would have taken on some project and been doing that. And so I think we like, it's like that resentment of I'm waiting on you and um, you're not communicating with me or you're not doing what you said you were going to do. So that's just a reminder to me about being very clear with my communication. And, um, and with him, I mean, I'm not sure every house is different. He likes, he will do anything for myself and the girls, like bust his butt, do anything for us. If we make him meals and there's enough intimacy, it's, it's pretty simple. And I, I hate that I oversimplify it sometimes, but I have just keep seeing that over and over, you know? And um, we've been listening in the morning. We sit together and, and have coffee and just have this 30 minutes where we talk about thoughts or feelings or something we've read or learned or just shared just as two people, not uh, like we're in a, this business of the family together because that's very easy to do, right? Like we're all running corporations within our worlds beyond our work, you know, the transactional uh, dynamic. So I try to avoid that as much as I can, because in fact, we do work together and, and our family at times does run like a business. So that is the relationship. Food, cooking a lot, like everybody. Thank God for Reese, my 16-year-old. She has uh, really decided she likes cooking. Thank God. So I'm trying to make the meals as I always do, taste really good, but I'm also trying to make it so that it doesn't get to be such a drag, you know, it's just, you know, always blending, like make it taste good. Don't make it too hard to make too much preparation, um, too much cleanup, but remembering to that magic of us all being together and gathering. And um, if I have to go online and find new recipes, I will. We've actually ordered, Laird ordered meat 
uh, online. So we put that in the freezer, like high quality elk and things like that. So we're trying to do more of that. So we have the things here and then just uh, try to get fresh uh, vegetables and such every few days. And that seems to be working really well. And we are watching movies and playing some games. I think there were more games earlier in the quarantine, if I can be honest. We, Laird and I usually try to go to bed by 8.30. It seems like our girls stay up later than we do. I don't know that I can blame them. Um, the youngest is in her spring break, so she just looks at us like, are you guys crazy? But it's like, there's, that's the best thing you could do is go to sleep and try to get a good night's sleep so that your system is staying strong. Okay, I will tell you a funny story. So you know how everybody's watching uh, The Tiger King? And I think I watched it first in the house, which probably isn't a good sign. But Laird didn't even see it. He was just like heard it for 30 seconds or to a minute. And he said to me, he's like, you're not watching that, are you? And I was like, yeah, because I'm feeling very good about my life right now. And uh, for whatever reason, he is genuinely hardwired in a way like, he doesn't want to see people behaving badly or crazy or destructive. Uh, and you maybe would think opposite because it's like somebody who likes to do dangerous things, but that's, I think, different. And he's so appalled at all of us for not only watching it and then talking about it, right? Like, can you believe? And what about that? And, and so that was sort of interesting for me because his whole thing is like, what are we doing? And like everything we eat who we're around, even though we're not around anyone right now. And like the things we watch, see, I'm like, Oh, that's like fun, silly entertainment. And it's sort of pop culture. So I know so when people talk about it and, but it just kind of drives it home sometimes about like where I put my gaze and put my energy in. Is that actually feeding me in a positive way or not? And I know life can't be all about that. And it's good to be playful and fun, but it was just kind of a weird reminder about uh him sort of not being like that at all but it's good i have i have a reference i have a solid reference in that way and i i never um i mean i always realize it but i and i'm like oh yeah he's right so we uh we've been watching some movies i have a tendency to watch documentaries and comedy so watching dave chappelle get the mark twain was i mean you know i just i love him and I just love that he gets acknowledged. There was a documentary on Hulu, uh, two of them that I liked. We're both about women. Fine. One was about uh, Molly Ivins. She is, uh, it's called uh, uh, Raise Hell. And she was a columnist reporter from Texas. And um, I was just really inspired by her. So if you have Hulu, that's a good one. And also about an artist, Japanese artist, Yeyo Kusama. and. Um, her creativity is just awe-inspiring. You realize, too, the price people pay for their art, for their gift. Writers, musicians, painters, sculptures, whoever. It's like some of them pay with their whole life to be that creative. And that's kind of what they're doing here. And her story really says this. So she was from Japan after World War II, came to New York, if you can imagine, a female Japanese artist. And... Um, the different types and styles of art that she can produce with the level. Um, like I said, it's just inspires you like to see people out there doing stuff that um, they're like mini miracles. And the story about Molly um, Ivins was just so she was standing up for stuff. And 
I don't know, some really good ones. I haven't really seen any movies that I was like, wow, about. Um, but those two documentaries really, really jumped out at me, for sure. The podcast with Eric Weinstein on Joe Rogan, I thought was good. And, well, they're all good, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just sharing ones. Tim Ferriss has had some really interesting ones. I mentioned the Esther Perel and um, Jack Cornfield. If you want to feel relaxed, those were very soothing for sure. So, okay, let's see. We've talked about fitness. We've talked about kids. We've talked about food. Let's go back to food for a second. I think it'd be really important to remember too right now, especially to stay extra hydrated. We are moving into warmer temperatures. And if you live in a dry place right now, if I could encourage you, if you can order it online, to get a humidifier, cool mist humidifier, if you can afford it, use it. I just think moisture, especially if you live in a dry place, is so important uh, right now. It's important always, and it's even more important right now. It's just very good for your health. Uh, you don't want it to get above 60%, but sort of between 35 and 60% is supposedly it's kind of a magic number. Really, really great. We've talked about marriage. We talked a little bit about sex. And um, I know this is a, a really introspective, contemplative time for people. And I know it's hard. But my hope for myself is that as I'm looking at this and I can learn and be reminded about what's genuinely important. I mean, listen, we try really hard in our house to stay focused on what's important. And I blow it all the time. I get caught up in nonsensical things all the time, but that I, I want to come out of this a better person, a person who, who really only, you know, responds to things that are worth responding to and reacts to things like, what do I care if people who want to drive slow drive in the left-hand lane? I mean, if you, if you drove with me, my kids could tell you this. I take such personal offense at people who drive slow in the left-hand lane because I'm like, you're inconsiderate and you're not playing by the rules that we've all agreed upon, which is if you'd like to go slower, go in the right-hand lane. And if you'd like to go faster, go in the left or use it for passing and keep flow. And I started thinking about like even something that silly, like when I come out of this, am I going to waste energy even on that? I'll probably get caught a few times. But my hope is, is that my appreciation for what is so important, my health, my loved ones, my friends, expressing myself, working hard, just the things that. I can, anyway, just to be more disciplined. And I don't mean disciplined, train more and don't eat carbohydrates. I just mean like more disciplined with my mind and my spirit to, to react better, best, to be clear with what I want to invest my time and energy in and, um, and to contribute more, to come out of this and to be kinder to the people around me, the strangers around me to, and to be reminded too, that I think about this when I, when I go to the market and you can only see people's eyes. It's like, everyone is going through something. And could I be a person that they come across in the day that um, 
it's like positive, like, hey, hi, good afternoon. How are you today? Have you ever done this at checkout? I will go to my checkout and I'll say to the checkout, I'm talking about before quarantine and say, uh, hey, how, how are you doing today? And I'm not kidding. They say, what? Because it's like, we're not talking to each other as much. And uh, that's the other kind of ironic thing I find about this quarantine, which is we're all on our phones. We can be sitting at the table with our friends or our family. You see it at restaurants. Laird calls it face in the block. Everyone's got their face in the block. And maybe you live across the street from a park, but you never go there. You don't ever use it. And uh, I think this quarantine is like, is that what you want to do? Like, is is that what you want to do? Like, you want to stay isolated? You want to be four feet from people that you really enjoy and be on your phone? And uh, by the way, I'm as guilty as anybody. And if that park is there or that mountain or that lake or that beach, maybe take your shoes off, go walk around. Because the difference of want to and can't, it's amazing when we tell people, oh, you can't. You can't go see your friends and you can't go outside. All of a sudden, everything gets reframed. And then they're like, oh, no, I really, I want to. Like, I, I want to go see my friends. I, I just, you know, want to connect and things like that. So I think um, these are the things I, I want to do. And I'm not trying to learn another language or fix every single thing in my house. Well, I'm asking Laird to do that, but that's another story. I am taking advantage of this time with my daughters. And if they're willing to talk to me on occasion and share their feelings, I'm just trying to listen and make room for that. So I don't know. I guess that's it for now. Not really rocket science, but just uh, stay aware that whether you're personally going through it or not, and it doesn't have to be made about you, we are still connected to all of the people. And so when we're feeling things, and the feelings are confusing or we feel tired or we feel sad or we feel something that we can't put our finger on and maybe we don't have the right to feel in our, like in our mind, right? In our analytical mind that um, it's okay. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of people going through a lot of things. And a lot of people I've talked to, I've done a lot of interviews. One thing that keeps coming up is the word empathy. And that's really important right now. You know, when we go to the, Outside in the world, it's like, could I go there armed with more empathy? Empathy for, you know, the other people, but also even reminded to take care of myself and stay kind to myself. I think that that's really, really important because I, I do know or I'm learning that the more I can be kind to myself and love myself is probably going to increase my capacity and ability to love others. And um, that's not always easy. Yeah. Okay, this is weird. One thing that's weird is that we, we, we have to work. I mean, we get to work. We're fortunate. And we work with three companies, pretty much. Laird Superfood, XVT, our fitness business, and we do have a relationship with Lamb Rover. And there's been something really interesting where I get stuck in this middle zone of I'm obliged to post. And then people are mad because they're like, you're insensitive. And that's been interesting because it's, um, you know, I'm not crying about it. I'm just saying like, it's been a really, it's always an interesting thing of like when parts of your job are kind of weird and like you're 
supposed to post things and shoot things and, you know, do all the stuff, being sensitive enough or delicate to also remember where people are at right now. So that's been interesting on the work front. Definitely. And I don't know about you guys, but I definitely have called a lot more people than I normally do when I'm not at home. I, I change it from quarantine to uh, staying at home and Laird has changed it from quarantine to confinement. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about that. But my hope for all of you is that you are finding the way to find the moments of peace while you're at home. And um, if you are actually alone in quarantine, that you have people that you're connected to. Because it is not about physical, right? It's not about, uh, well, I'm physically alone. Well, you're not if you're connected to people. So that you're utilizing those relationships for your you know, emotional and mental health and benefit. And um, yeah. So I doubt I will do another one of these by myself because I already stress out enough doing a podcast by myself because I feel like one person is, or at least me, I hear all these other podcasts and I'm like, these people are so brilliant and I want to listen to them. And I was very uninterested in doing one by myself, but I really do like talking to people and I am curious. But the idea of sitting here and just rambling about what I'm doing, I don't know that I'll do another one. Unless we're here for a couple months, then I might. If I come up with some really great solution to anything, I'll share it. But in the meantime, keep doing the best you can. And um, let's learn whatever things we can learn from this and bring this into drag it, even if it's 10% of it. Let's bring that change into our, you know, when we sort of, I don't want to call it normal because I don't, I just don't think it's when we resume living in a way that is closer to how we used to live. That is my hope. Thanks so much for listening. And if you'd like, rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. All of my music was graciously done by Frank Zumo and Tom Thacker. If you want to see some of the behind the scenes action, just follow me at Gabby Reese. And remember, don't miss new episodes every Monday. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.